Welcome back to Hug Your People. This is Kevin. Episode 8, How to Cope with Struggle. We're going to talk about my thoughts on just how to go through some hard situations as parents, uh, as people, as professionals. How to Cope with Struggle. Episode 8, Welcome Back to Hug Your People. Welcome back. I'm on my daily walk from uh, Ronald McDonald House to uh, MUSC Children's Hospital. It's, uh, it's raining today, but I don't mind. I don't mind, and I think that's um, just something I've noticed. I've been very self-aware lately, and being self-aware is it's very freeing. It's, very, uh, it's kind of liberating when you're just trying to make sense of all the emotions and all the things that you're sensing. Um, so I'm going to do more of that. <laughs> But today I want to talk about how, co- how to cope with struggle and my thoughts on it because no doubt um, this has been a roller coaster ride and we kind of got thrown in the fire, so to speak, with this stuff. And um, it can be overwhelming. It can be something that debilitates you emotionally, um, physically sometimes. It can be something that makes you question a lot of things. And um, so how do you cope with that? How do you, how do you deal with it? And it's really just come up the last, the last week or so where we had some really great news and we left clinic and we left treatment on a high. And then two days later, we were overcoming a pretty big challenge with my son. So lately he's, um, our last round of chemo left some pretty serious mouth sores um, on his tongue, on his lips on his gums and that's not uncommon for chemotherapy to do we just hadn't experienced that yet and what that did for Bax is it made him not want to eat or drink because it hurt and rightfully so you know if you can uh, imagine the the worst kind of fever blister and cold sores just all through your mouth and your tongue being um, very very raw and bleeding and you know anything that touches it just makes him cry like the involuntary response is convulsing tears that's tough for a dad to deal with it's tough for anybody to deal with but you know Suzanne and my wife and I Suzanne we um it really affects us emotionally when he's in that kind of pain so how do you cope with it and how do you deal with it and we're we're now today we're looking at going in because he didn't eat at all yesterday he had maybe two sips of Gatorade he's on IV fluids and so today we're looking at going to nutrition through IV meaning we'll um, have to get him his vitamins and his electrolytes and all the scientific stuff through IV and you know the, the challenge is that we got the news that the tumor was shrinking we got the news that there were no spots in the you know just a great great report and our response just innately you know our, our involuntary response is this is great we're beating it we're gonna win and we are but then two days later a challenge comes up and we knew there were gonna be challenges it wasn't like we were oblivious to to any challenges that were gonna come up but what what it does it it kind of puts you on this roller coaster emotionally and you have to be able to deal with that and we're learning, but here's what, I think the number one thing that I've learned 
in going through this is that the reason that we worry and the reason that we stress and the reason that we can't handle it and the reason that we don't handle it and the reason that we retreat to you know addiction and withdrawal and isolation and all of those things is control we put all of our energy trying to control things that we can't control and when I realized that that I was creating this incredible amount of worry and stress and pressure all focused at things that I had no control over I can't control cancer I can't control chemotherapy I can't control mouth sores <laughs> I can't control actually not eating I, none of that can I control now I control I can control his nutrition because I get to say let's hook him up to an IV <laughs> you know I'm his dad um, and, and Suzanne's his mom so we, we do get to control that but I find that anytime you know and being self-aware of being aware of that and then looking back at, at times in my life where I've been incredibly stressed or worried or heartbroken or whatever it was it was all because I was trying to control things I could not control <clears throat> and I think it's important to recognize that it's important to understand that and when we do we can kind of let go and not that you let go of this situation or you let go of the emotions you don't ever do that but what you do is you let go of control and you just you love you make decisions you respond and you realize that nothing I do, no matter how hard I want, wish, or, or pray, cancer's going to do what cancer's going to do. And we're very blessed in a lot of ways. We are going to beat this. This is a temporary gig for us. Um, it's a long temporary gig. You know, we have 57 more weeks of this. And part of that is I can't control when we have to spend two weeks in a hospital. And that's what we're on right now. You know, we came to the hospital. Today is Sunday. We came to the hospital last Monday. We probably won't leave till Thursday or Friday, realistically, um, of this week. So it'll be just shy of two weeks. And I don't control that. What we've been able to control is I can, I've established my business that I can, as long as I have Wi-Fi in my laptop, I can run my business. And... Um, that was not something I thought that I needed three months ago. Uh, 11, 12 weeks ago, when we started getting into this, it became obvious very quickly that it was something I needed. And luckily, I, my business was at a point where I could mobilize it. Um, and so that, those are the kind of things that I can control. So I think control is the, is the big thing when you're dealing with stress and hardship and you're going through something like we're going through or something similar you know our most of our poor decision making most of our bad choices most of our self-inflicted worry and stress comes from the fact that we're trying to control things that we just simply can't control and once you let go of that and, and identify that it doesn't take away the feeling around it like I still think cancer sucks I still do <laughs> I always will but what really happens is I don't worry about it as much you know, I'm very responsive to it, meaning if cancer makes my son not eat, then we respond to that. We have a whole team of doctors that 
help us respond to that. We have, uh, we have Google, so we can do research. What has worked for other kids? We have relationships with families. We have um, relationships with our nurses and our doctors. And so, so we have all the resources, I feel like, that we need for now. And that'll change every week, you know. And the reason that this is so important is because on July 1st, we go to Jacksonville, Florida for proton radiation, um, which is a type of radiation designed to help um, reduce the tumor even further and kill all the cancer even further. Now, when we go to Florida, Baxley will be under anesthesia five days a week and he will be getting treatment five days a week and he'll be doing proton radiation as well as chemotherapy at the same time. So it's not like it's going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough summer when it comes to that kind of thing. So learning the fact that I have to control what I can control and try not to worry about the other stuff, that's a very, very big lesson. And one that I think will be very valuable as we move forward. I think the second part of how to overcome struggle or how to cope with struggle is just you have to be in a point where you can facilitate good relationships and lean on support. And I'm not talking about donations or anything like that. I'm talking about a hug. And that's kind of where Hug Your People came from, you know. Um, and Baxley looks at me, he looks at me a lot and just says, and just opens his arm and says, Daddy, hug, you know. And it's that kind of just emotional support, as small as it may seem, that just really gets you through it. Now, luckily, we fostered relationships before this happened to us. And I made relationships a very important part of my business, an important part of my life. Um, I evaluated relationships, who's, um, you know, who, who is giving as much as they're taking and who is taking more than they're giving and um, who, uh, who do I want to kind of be around, who inspires me, who motivates me, who talks my language, who really um, just shows up, you know? And I think by doing that early, before this happened, it allowed me to get support when I need it, you know. I've talked to people that I haven't talked to in 20 years, and it's like no time has passed, and it wasn't ingenuine. It, was, it wasn't because someone needed attention or someone needed to feel good for them. It was genuinely because they cared for me and my family. Um, you know, I've had uh, a lot of that go on, and it's really inspiring. It's really touching. It's really pretty awesome you know and so I think relationships are very important when it comes to how do you cope with struggle um, how do you cope with struggle and the third thing that I think a lot of us myself I, I struggle with this probably the most <coughs> is when you get into a when you get to a point of struggle or you're dealing with something difficult not to go into destructive patterns Meaning you can't just say, screw it, you know, you can't just, you know, Mel Robbins talks about the big F you to the world and she kind of, when she talks about cigarette smoking, she says that's the thing you can control and that's your middle finger to the world. It's a really fascinating theory um, and I think when you're going through struggle and you're going through something hard, it's real easy to say, screw it, it really is. 
and it's real easy to give up. And it's real easy to say, I'm, I'm going to leave or I'm not going to be here. You know, that's never an option for me and my wife. Um, but you have thoughts, you know, and sometimes you have thoughts you don't choose to have. And the self-awareness around those thoughts is really the difference in your actions. And so I think, I think being aware that this is where you're supposed to be. You can't control most of it. It's not for nothing. And you've got emotional support around you. I think that's about as good as you can get. It really is. I don't know any other way to do it right now. I may do a podcast in three weeks and say, hey, guess what? I was all wrong. <laughs> you, you actually need these things as well. Um, and that's, that's likely the case because our, every week is different for us. Every, every day is different for us. We, we go through a different set of challenges all the time. But um, really, I think if you look at the, the, the aha moments or the awareness that I've gotten around this, it comes down to uh, control. It comes down to support. And it comes down to avoiding destructive habits. Um, and focusing on positive habits, you know, um, I'm reading more, I'm giving to my clients more. Um, I've had to withdraw from um, some relationships because I just can't, I can't facilitate those relationships. They, they take more out of me than they give me. And right now I have to be selfish and I need relationships that are going to give me strength and energy. And um, I'll go back to those relationships when this is all said and done, but it's just not something that's going to um, it's not something that I have to be really selective how I spend my time um, some people call and I, I can't answer their phone call because <laughs> I know it's not about me and I know they're not calling to um, <laughs> to support me they're calling to get support and and then there's some people that are are doing that and uh, and I want to talk to them and so it's really it really is that kind of situation where you have to just really monitor your behavior and your habits so that you're being the best you can be for your son, for, for Baxley, you know, and everything is under a microscope, everything I do um, for myself, because I'll give you an example. Today, we're, we have to change his port. We have to take the needle out and change the dressing and put the needle back in, and he hasn't eaten in two or three days uh, any significant kind of food. So he's hungry, he's tired, he's punchy. We have to do that. We have to hook him up to nutrition, IV, uh, talk about what's going next. Now, my inclination is I should not eat as long as he's not eating, right? And that's, the, that's where my, my heart goes immediately. And then I think, well, if, if I'm hangry, if I'm hung, so hungry that I'm not clear-headed, if I'm so hungry that I'm lashing out and not making good decisions, I'm not helping him. So I have to be just like an athlete, a pro athlete. Like I have to be the best I can be. And which means I need my coffee. <laughs> I'm going to get some fruit uh, and I'm going to go sit with him. And when the time comes, I'm going to make the absolute 100% correct choice. So whatever you're going through in your life, maybe try that out. Look at things you're trying to control that you never will be able to. Um, look at things that you're spending a lot of time stressing and worrying about that you just can't control. And can you change that? Look around at your support system. Who are the people that are genuinely supporting you and who are the people that are just sucking the energy out of you who are the people that you're genuinely supporting and who are the people that you're just sucking the energy out of them identify those relationships and lastly avoid destructive behavior when things get hard you know life gets hard 
Life is the hardest part of this whole thing. I tell my clients all the time, business is easy. You know, I can show you how to make money in an afternoon. Um, but learning how to deal with things in life takes a little bit longer. So um, where are you responding to things in your life in a negative way? Um, where are you not being your best? Where are you making decisions that make you not act the way you want to act or love the way you want to love or respond the way you want to respond? I think those three things for me so far have been really crucial um, in being self-aware of how I show up for my son. Hey, thank you for joining me. Episode 8 of Hug Your People. We've got some really great things coming up as far as Baxley's Wagons. We have our first wagon placed uh, and we're getting the hats done and we're helping the Mayo Clinic up in Minnesota. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. If you want to contribute, please reach out to me. This has been Episode 8 of Hug Your People. You know what to do. Go hug your people.